0: The first reading comes from Genesis. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me. So he gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent took me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go. And thus you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you he will strike his heel. Holy voice of the Thanks be to God. God.
1: The Holy Gospel according to Mark chapter 3. Glory to you, O Lord. And the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, "He has Beelzebul, and the ruler of the demons. He casts out demons." And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit... Can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they said to him and called him, A crowd was standing near him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So during the season of Pentecost, we learn more and more about the hands-on ministry of Jesus. We read about the things that Jesus did with His disciples, and how the Holy Spirit moves in the life and the ministry of Jesus. And as we learn about how the Holy Spirit moves in the life and ministry of Jesus, we learn how the Holy Spirit moves in our own lives and in the ministry here at Faith Lutheran Church. And today is an example of how things can go really, really right and then go really, really wrong. You see, Jesus has been busy in the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. He is constantly moving. And today we jump right into the third chapter of Mark and he's already got the crowds wondering about him. His family is afraid for him and the religious leaders are already against him. What has led to this is that Jesus is announcing to the people the coming of the kingdom of God. Jesus calls his disciples, which includes a tax collector. He casts out demons and he even does this on the Sabbath. Jesus reaches out to the lepers, the the hurting, the, the hungry, the poor. Which means when he talks about the kingdom of God... He's talking about it in a way that nobody has heard before. That the kingdom of God is for everyone. In the eyes of God, in the eyes of Jesus, there is no difference between us. There's no difference in the way that someone looks or acts. or There's no difference on how much money someone has or doesn't have. Or who they are connected with. It doesn't matter their sexuality or their history or their gender or race. All that matters is that they are a child of God. And this includes everyone. Here at Faith Lutheran Church, we are committed to include and to love everyone. Our purpose statement is to respond to and share God's love for all people, to all people. Now, I've worked with a number of churches who they try to work on their their mission statement or their purpose statement. and, And most churches want to say that all are welcome in this place. But most churches have a hard time living that out. Because when you start to say that you are going to love everyone, that you are going to have gracious hospitality, radical hospitality, then you actually have to live that out. If we want to be a church that loves everyone, then we need to be ready for when people come to us and disagree with us. When we have that kind of hospitality, we want to embrace all people that we meet. And there are people out there that are passionate about their beliefs. Many churches want to be welcoming, but they really don't act that way. You know, hospitality for many churches is the church being patient and gracious with new folks until they really learn how to do the things the way we do them. But Jesus offers another vision of hospitality that is meeting people where they are, accepting any and all who are interested in God's kingdom and responding to their needs no matter who is asking or when they are asking or how they are asking. And to be honest, that makes people mad. Why does that make people mad? Well, it comes down to sin. You see, we have this image of who God is. We have our own understanding of who God is. And when someone comes into our life to change that, to change the image of God that we have, we feel uncomfortable. Take, for example, our reading from Genesis. A story of Adam and Eve and and original sin. Original sin is a recognition that we cannot establish ourselves, our values, or our worth on our own. And so in the Genesis story, Adam and Eve, they, they give in to the snake, the serpent, the devil. And they think that God is going to keep things from them, to hide things from them. They want to know what is good, what is evil. So they eat the forbidden fruit that is offered to them. And then they turn away from God. They sin. And the result is that they find themselves alienating alienating themselves from God. From each other, from creation, even from their own hearts. Instead of trusting God and putting their faith in God, they try to put their faith in themselves. And it didn't turn out the way that they thought or the way that they hoped. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't have faith in ourselves. I think that is important. But first, we should have faith in God, because if we're honest, eventually we're going to let ourselves down. We're going to we're going to mess up when we try to pile too much stuff on our shoulders, and we we will find ourselves faltering and, and failing. We but. We have an opportunity, we have a blessing to lay all of our hurts and pains and angers and frustrations at the foot of the cross. We can pile as much as we want or as much as we need on the shoulders of Jesus and of God because God can handle it. So when Jesus is showing radical hospitality through His healing and His teaching, when He gathers together with His disciples people don't seem to understand what is going on. All of the crowds, all of the religious leaders, even Jesus' own family, they begin to rebuke Him. You see, we have an idea of what Jesus should and should not be doing. And if He is not following that, if He is reaching out to everyone, including everyone, into His ministry, well, that doesn't seem to to be right. You know, instead of including everyone. Sometimes we think Jesus should be preaching against certain lifestyles because when he includes everyone in the kingdom of God, that may make us feel a little uncomfortable. But that's what we do, right? We have an idea of how things should happen, how things should be, who should be in and who should be left out. And the way that we do that in today's society is by rules. We make rules. Not rules on how we can help our neighbor, but instead rules how we can judge our neighbor. We create rules on who can and who cannot be a member of the church. We create rules on who can or cannot be baptized or receive communion. We make rules about who can and who cannot be married. Who can and who cannot belong. And when we see someone who does not follow our rules, we'll look out. We begin to judge them and exclude them from the kingdom of God. But from my perspective, it is because of the love of God that determines how we treat our neighbor. It is through Jesus that we learn God's love and grace. And God's love and grace has no boundaries. God's love and grace has no laws, has no rules. God's love and grace is available to all. So we can ask ourselves, are we pushing the boundaries of what is socially and religiously acceptable in order to reach more people with the good news of God's great love? You know, I think that's what most people would like to see the church do. A surprising fact for most of us in the church is that a recent study shows that the fastest growing denomination in the United States today is are those who don't affiliate with any religious church. We call them the nuns. There are many theories of why this is happening, but I believe part of the problem is that the voice that is Crying out for love and grace and acceptance in the world is not the loudest voice. The message that people hear more and more in our world today is a voice that calls out for hatred and and judgment. It is not the love of God that is the message that people are hearing. (laughs) So this summer, while you are out living in God's beautiful creation, as you encounter people, you know, through the ministries here at the church, through the outreach events that we are having this summer at the Relay for Life next week or the summer solstice or the sidewalk sale, think about your faith. Think about the love of God and how we can get the message of God's acceptance and love into the world into the hearts of the people that we encounter. So when someone comes up to you and says, Oh, what church do you go to? Well, I go to Faith Lutheran Church. Well, why should I come to your church? What is the answer? What are you going to say? It doesn't have to be long or complicated. It could be as simple as, Well, at my church, we believe that God loves everyone, period. Or we could say, well, you could come to my church because I love my church. At my church, everyone is welcome. Everyone is loved. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, what you have done or not done in your life. We talk about God's love given to all. We welcome all people. Now, when they step, step back in, in shock and, and they may challenge you because no one does that. No one gives that much love or or radical hospitality. They may say, "Well, well, what if I... Well, no, no, God loves you. Well, but that one time I... No, 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 God loves you. So what you're saying is, yes. What I'm saying is God loves you. It's as simple as that. God loves you for who you are. And God is not asking you to change. So our mission as the body of Christ called here at Faith Lutheran Church is to get that message out to as many people as possible because there is this assumption that the church is not a good place for people to be. This assumption is going to be shown clearly in a video that I want to show you this morning. It's a short video and I want to close with it because when people think about the church, people have this image of what the church is or isn't. And what I hope and what I pray is that these assumptions can be shown as false, that their view of the church is the view of the church that I know and that I love and that I embrace and that is a church for everyone.